Welcome to Play on K, the Korean Drama Podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing 9 through 12 of the show Encounter. This is an interesting show. It is. I'm not <laughs> really that into it. I'm not. And I don't either. know why. Right? Because I, I actually genuinely love the characters. Genuinely. And I don't even think... I think the story is good. I, I couldn't pinpoint necessarily what my problem is with it. Other than I just, like, I haven't been fully invested. Okay, uh, really quick, as per usual, my end of the audio recording is going to be a mess because it's the evening of the 4th of July that we decided to record this. Yeah, so, uh, go ahead and, uh, all of you listeners at home put into context how late this episode is being posted, (laughs) uh, based on what the date is currently as you listen. Um, but anyway, yeah, just so you guys know, everything's fine. Those are fireworks. (laughs) I don't know, you're in America, there's a 50-50 chance, but you'll never know. Topical and terrifying. (laughs) Pretty sad, but not untrue. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah, I can't. I can't pinpoint what about this K drama is not interesting for me. There's just something about it. Yeah, and some moments I actually am pretty invested in. I feel like every once in a while, there's a particularly sweet moment or a particularly interesting conversation where they talk about art or poetry that I kind of like because the hipster inside of me crawls out to (laughs) rear her fucking bespectacled uh greasy head (laughs) oh I'm I think they've really done a great job with the secondary leads the Daechan and Secretary Jung I love a good second couple Mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. allowed to move so much more slowly. Right. Love that good slow burn. Give me a slow burn any day. But also, I guess, yeah, it's good that it's the secondary couple. Yeah, because they're not as interesting. And their problems are very superficial and uh, make me angry. But they <laughs> can, you can pass over them more quickly. They can deal with them more easily. They don't have to add so many more layers of drama to a relationship that's not that dramatic. Yeah, I do think that something I find particularly frustrating about their relationship is um, how down on uh, the main character, um, Hyun Soo, female lead. Uh, Cha Soo Hyun, yeah. Okay, Cha Soo Hyun, sorry, Get it, getting it backwards. Um, Soo Hyun, uh, is it Jimin that is her secretary, who's part yeah. of that second couple? Jimin is so down on Soohyung, like, so down on her for dating this guy. And so weird. I'm almost frustrated that then she's running off to have her own romance after telling her <laughs> friend that she's not allowed to have happiness because it would be stressful for both of them. And it's just kind of like, hey, Mijin, could you just be cool and, like, support your friend? Or, no, you're gonna... Mm, you're gonna go have a, a boyfriend? Okay, fine. But there's that scene where she talked to uh, Kim Jin Hyuk a while ago at Daechan's restaurant, and she's like, we can meet and talk because we have different lives than the CEO has. Yeah. She really separates herself from CEO 
Which is not Chelsea, what the yeah. CEO needs. Yeah, and, and it's not what she does. It's so hard for us to see so many scenes, especially between CEO Cha and uh, manager Nam, Nam mm-hmm. where she's like, I have one friend in the whole world and you brought her to me and we've had all these great times together and I love her so much. And then the other side is Secretary Zhang being like, she's just different than me and we can experience different lives. And that's just how it is. That's just how it is. That's just where we're at. And And, like, she doesn't think of you as below her. Right? And you get CEO Cha also expressing how sad it is that all of her friends have always distanced themselves from her eventually because it's hard to be her friend. So you also get to see that happening with the one person she has that has, in her view, stuck by her. It's hard. It's a lot. I'm not the biggest Mi Jin fan. We gotta figure out her name. I think it's Mi Jin. Mi Jin. I think you're right. Dope. Dope. You nailed it. It's the only one I know, unfortunately. You're over here (laughs) throwing around the names and I know who you're talking about because I've watched (laughs) the show, but I have not taken the time to memorize. I write them down so much. Most of my notes is just their names because I know I'll forget them. Yeah, And I think the first episode that we did on Encounter, we just referred to them as him and her. (laughs) We did not mention one single name. Nope. (laughs) Here we are mixing up names, but basically you know who we're talking about. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Anyways, I didn't realize that until we started talking about it. She's not the best friend. Just sad. Yeah. She could be. She could. She could be such a good friend. She also, interestingly, does think that she is above some things, even though she thinks that the CEO believes herself to be above everyone else. She then turns around and, like, won't get in the fucking truck car thing. Oh my god. That was oh, painful. that's so frustrating. Yeah, that was painful. Don't be like that. That was You one just of those... apologized for being like that. That's a really good example of, um, of, I think it was supposed to be, like, a comedic, like, a situational comedy type thing and I did not find the comedy I was just dying because it's just I don't know it's impolite can what we all know about my about Raquel is that she loves manners so (laughs) so let's have some manners and uh if you decided that this was your first date don't be such a brat yep that's that oh and it's insane like she's hiding her face in the car like everybody in Seoul knows who she is Right. And it's like, you're in a car. You're in a truck. A working truck. Wow. <laughs> wow. Secretary Zhang in a working truck. <laughs> Girl. Absurd. Pretty sure CEO Cha went around in that truck for uh, an episode or two. So Loved it. Had a really grand time. They did take her picture in that truck, I'm pretty sure. <gasps> oh, yeah. And she was not hiding her face. So, don't be a butthole. But I don't know, I still love him so much. I don't know why. I think because he doesn't care. Dechan's confidence is my life. Right. The fact that he's like, I don't care if you think I'm poor. Uh, I'm doing okay. And I'm proud of what I've accomplished. So, let's fix your attitude. I love him. I love him. If he could share but a drop of his self-confidence, I would be actually probably a completely different person. If he could just share that hair helmet. Right. And get those thick, thick locks. But also, what's going on? Is that product placement? I cannot tell. Is it? 
was there a brand it, it's not very comical thing yeah it was just weird it did remind me um of i don't know like going to jason's mom's hair shop when i was a kid and trying on the the hair dryers yeah but do you do you think that someone like Dechan would be like this is what i need in my life they haven't established him as a very vain character right yeah I don't know. Almost the opposite, actually. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to care about shaving or showering. And he's actually, like, he genuinely seems to believe he's a very attractive person. Yeah, and he is. So why would he spend money on a a hair hat? I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes a comeback in these episodes. (laughs) We've seen it so many times now. What's happening with the product placement? This show is out of control though i think did we talk about this last week because we we did but it's still out of control still out of control how many uh do you think they just go back to the same subway all the time (laughs) like like in universe do you think it's just the same subway that they keep on showing up at and that subway is just like "Mm, yes where the ceo eats the the ceo subways (laughs) i imagine but i'm a normal person. I'm a peasant that goes to the closest restaurant. So yeah, I would go to the same subway all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. They went there because it wasn't busy. So maybe they went to one outside of her circle of convenience. Maybe she rents out a subway every time she needs a sandwich. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but why does the CEO love subway so much? It's not that good. Not in America. In America, it's fine. I will go to Subway when I am hungry, but feel like I have eaten too many heavy food items recently. Mm -hmm. It's my light food item option. It's almost like you're not allowed to go to somewhere you really want to go to. Right, because you've been to Wendy's the last five days in a row. It's time to eat a a vegetable. (laughs) Our lives are very different, Raquel. (laughs) That was, I mean, I'm worried about you. that was something that happened in the not very distant past, but not since I moved from Utah. We lived, right. we lived a two minute drive from Wendy's. I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it happened. Spitting the truth. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, Five days in a row, we lived a three minute drive from Subway. So on the day that we finally broke down and needed a vegetable, Subway backed us up. There we were. Yep. I just love the mayonnaise. So they do. Have I guess food. as a as a younger person, I thought Subway was healthy. Uh, and now as an older person, I know that asking for double mayonnaise is not a healthy <laughs> choice. You don't even need to ask for double mayonnaise at Subway. They give you so much mayonnaise. They give you so much. They want that Sammy to be wet. I love it. (laughs) Dripping with mayonnaise. That's what I loved about Subway. I can't wait till you come back. We can get... not going to go to Subway again. You don't want to go to Subway? No! You can get the light mayo. good now. Now I know. We can only go to Subway if it's in Korea, because apparently it's better there. Yeah. Korea has the uh, CEO of Subways. The kings of Subways, if you will. <laughs> America got all of the pleb sub- Subways, but you know. But it's fine. They're surviving. They're scrappy. We sure are. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. You scrappy boy. <laughs> uh, what's happening with our podcast? 
This episode has been brought to you by Subway. As with our show, Encounter, brought to you by Subway and every other random product that could have possibly sponsored this show. Yep. Coffee. Tea. Uh, More coffee. Cars. Hair hats. <laughs> Anything. Welks. I wouldn't be Welks. surprised if it was sponsored by freaking Sea Welks. <laughs> the Sea Welks are like, get down on us. Us. Have you ever eaten sea whelks? No, are they good? Have you ever eaten sea whelks? I have many times, but are they good? <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Not really. <laughs> I mean, they're fine, but it's eating a sea snail. So as you can imagine, it's like eating a sea snail. Tough. Tough boys. Yeah, but Aramo's famous for him, so, Whoa. you know, every so often. Yeah. Have you ever had them prepared in a certain, like, a special way that makes them better? Or yes. That's good. So there are ways. That is the only way I've uh, eaten them. One time, the mayor of Aramont, this is a secret, because he's such a kind man. The mayor of Aramont gave us a bag of sea whelks. They were alive and just, like, crawling around in the bag. Um, it was, now I know, probably a good $50 worth of sea whelks. And... We did not eat them. We gave them away because we don't know how to cook them and we didn't want to eat them bad. So we gave them away and I feel guilty ever since, but I just don't know what to do with a sea whelk. I think you did the right thing. Thank you for yeah. saying that. <laughs> My friend really wanted them. She was super happy. She Aww. loves a good whelk. <laughs> She's a fan. She's a whelk She's fan. A whelk fan. Okay, I have a ranch prepared about our boy Jung Wusok because he has become the most two-dimensional character and we liked him so much. Yep. I he, feel like we have to validate ourselves for liking him. He, I think they could have done a really interesting thing with his character where they completely subverted expectations for the entire K-drama and not just the first half. Because for the first half, I was pleasantly surprised with how unexpected his character was, and I loved it, I was here for it, and then they were like, all right, we're ready, we're ready to just make him the same villain that's in every K-drama, set it what up. What in the hell? Yeah. It's so, imagine with me, for a moment, we're gonna go on a journey together, where Jung Wusak gets married too young, he's almost, quote-unquote, sold off in the same way that Cha Soo Hyun was. They are married. He's not in love with this not very interesting, quiet, weak-willed person. He cheats on her because he's kind of a monster, a little bit of a douchebag. But he's very much in love with the woman that he cheats with. He divorces his boring wife, who goes on to become this strong, independent, interesting person, who he says, now that I've kind of found myself as well, with a woman who supports me, with uh, kind of estranging myself from my mother's will, I can support my ex-wife in what she's doing while being confident in my own self. And I don't understand why I have to be caught between this ex-wife whom I support but was never truly in love with and my mother who I love but kind of betrayed me and seems to still think that she has this power over me. What an interesting character that would be. Whoa, like 
a character we haven't really seen and almost someone who would be on the periphery of everything but still so involved with everything that he could be a very interesting secondary character to this story that he just has so much going on and adds he's got investments in every little place he's got ties to every person yeah he's not perfect he makes mistakes but he's fairly good to a reasonable extent. And he's trying, and he's just as caught in this situation as anyone else, and... No, uh, sorry, we wanted a two-dimensional character. That's one too many dimensions. Who has no respect for women and the choices they make, and uh, especially the woman he claims to love, so... This is good. And then uh, let's throw in a a dash of narcissism because he's a rich boy so uh, make him a narcissist uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, basic 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 uh and then just uh make him in love with the the main character uh, yeah. but not real love just obsessive love yeah, like a like a possession like the way you love a car and also make it very confusing and weird because he cheated on her divorced her in order to protect her from his mom who now says okay get her back and he says i'm not going to do that she has free will and then his mom says okay you can't be with her anymore because she's causing too many scandals and he says well i'm gonna be with her it it doesn't have to do with you what what is happening Is your whole existence to do the opposite of whatever your mom says? That's not interesting. Mm-mm. It makes you sad and weird and very boring. And immature and frustrating. And I just don't care. Nope, not here for it. Sorry, guys. But I'm validated in us liking him in the first episodes. Because I think that's my little thought experiment was what we thought was going to happen. We thought he's going to be a person, not just a character. Yep. And I think we both suspected they were going to turn him into a villain, and neither of us really wanted it to happen. But I also, as time went on, I was like, oh, we're like a solid eight episodes in. I think they're gonna do, like, they're gonna let us have this. I mean, it was around that point where we started realizing how creepy his love for her was, but at the same time, they could have pulled it back. They could have reined it back in and been like, well, yeah, he did fall in love with her after their marriage. Mm -hmm. something i don't know but Mm -hmm. but then he snapped and now he's just a simple crazy tin i don't care yeah yeah but i do i do really like that kim jin hyuk has an enemy i think their glare offs are just super fantastic right they're very good glare offs especially considering what a cinnamon roll uh jin hyuk is and it gives him so many more layers yeah so uh yeah it's fun to see him refuse to back down in a situation because he's so sweet all the time and it doesn't even it actually doesn't feel out of character to me either it's just an interesting aspect of his character that comes out when he's challenged and i love it yeah so i do like that I like their uh, tennis matches of wit because I still just don't understand uh, the Korean language, the intricacies of saying something without saying something. Right. Maybe someday we'll we'll understand. Do you think if we watch enough K dramas, we will just one day be like, oh yes, that is that this is how it is, and we get it? <laughs> I don't think so. It hasn't happened yet. I was watching this uh, one of these episodes at my 
uh, co-worker's house and he saw uh, just one statement. I can't even remember what it was, but it was a pretty basic thing that's in a lot of K-dramas. I can't remember. <laughs> it might have been uh, when they, you know, when they're saying goodbye and they say, I'll leave first. Uh-huh. And that's just something I've gotten very used to where I'm like, oh, that's just a it's like a sign off. It's a salutation. Um, but uh, he was very confused. It's like, why are they <laughs> saying that? They could just do it. <laughs> it's about respect. Okay. Uh, let me give you a little Korean culture lesson based on uh, very little experience with Korean culture and a lot of experience with watching K dramas that are weirdly translated. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it almost felt good being like, oh yes, that is just how it is. But also, I don't, I know shit about shit. Let's be right? honest. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I love this, uh, the very first note that I have on episode 11 is when they're in Cuba running along the beach and Kim Jin Yuk says, the color of the sea is really good. <laughs> and they even put the ellipses in the actual translation, it's really, it's really uh, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jin Hyuk, our most poetic character. You want me to believe that is the best translation you could come up with for what he wanted to say about the color of the ocean in Cuba. This is good. It's good. The color here, it's good. <laughs> oh, guys, I love these translators, but sometimes they crack me up and make my English worse. <laughs> um. I did like the second trip to Cuba. It was a nice little intermission. Yeah, a nice little retreat back to our first episode that we loved so dearly. It looked like they had a nice time, too. It made me want to go to Cuba. Mm-hmm. So. so many stock shots of Cuban life. Yeah. Love it. it. Looks beautiful. This show is sponsored by Cuba. This show is brought to you by Cuba. The country. All of us. Specifically Havana, uh, but also all of Cuba. So also Cuba. all of it. Come come visit. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that. That was ten and like first two minutes of eleven. Um, should we try and go in chronological order? Because I want to start with nine because it's the episode I hated most, maybe out of any show ever. Yeah, let's uh, let's hop into nine. I also hated it. I don't even know how much I have to say about it, other than it wasn't even. It just felt kind of almost repetitive of something that they had discussed before where they had decided it was going to be a hard relationship but they were going to work through it and then in this episode they decided oh but very hard uh i don't know yeah. let's not work through it yeah <laughs> and then what that's how to work i felt yeah. <laughs> like Okay, there. it felt like most of the episode was people coming to them and saying, hey, really consider whether you should be together. Which, yeah, we thought they had discussed that a lot, many times. Um, and then they decide to break up, like, temporarily. Just have a break. And I didn't really feel like there was a good enough catalyst for the breakup. And then there was zero catalyst for them getting back together. Yep. So it, All they did in the interim was weird flashbacks that are somehow more boring than regular flashbacks <laughs> because it's them walking through the flashback scenes. Yep. How? How am I supposed to watch this? It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. And, and by a lot, I mean it was nothing and I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing happened. I thought there would be 
Like, they had a one-month-later time jump, and I just thought there would be more happening with the lawsuit against Cha Soo-hyun by Young Group, because Chairwoman Kim starts that process, and it never comes back up in the next three episodes. Nope. I thought maybe something would happen with Cha Soo-hyun and her mom. Nothing there. Kind of tried, and then they were like, eh, never mind. We'll save it. Yeah. Nothing happens. They just break up and then they get back together. Yeah. Yep. And they do this kind of messed up thing. Part of me was glad they at least acknowledged they were doing it where he says, let's make a bet. First one to like break down and come back loses. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what is this relationship, you guys? What's happening? Why can't you just be regular sad? Yeah. Yep. And I'm just frustrated whenever people say, uh, I want to be with you, even though it'll be hard, being with you makes the hardships worth it. And then immediately when things get hard, they're like, let's take a break. And I'm like, that's the opposite of the point. The point <laughs> was, you can be happy together through any hardship. So if you're not going to be together, then what's the point of any of it? What are you doing? I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I And part of me was also really glad that uh, the teacher... Oh, shit. What's her name? The uh, Teacher Lee? Yeah, Teacher Lee said the, what she said, because honestly, that's just the whole crux of it, of it isn't it? it? They devote so much of their time worrying about this business that she's made, which is really cool, and she's a badass, and she shouldn't have to give it up and fuck anyone who tries to take it from her, but they spend so much time worrying about that, and worrying about what people say, and worrying about the internet, and worrying about the pictures, and the way she puts it makes them, I hope it makes them feel so dumb and small when <laughs> they realize that they've been, they're like, oh, I'm miserable because I'm making choices that make me miserable. Mm -hmm. I should just ignore all of this and be with who I want to be with. Because yep. really, there's been no consequences yet. Mm -mm. We thought the consequence would be her losing the hotel to the Young group lawsuit. I guess there's been no expected consequence. It's weird that CEO Jung has become a co-CEO, but um, we thought the consequence of her dating Kim Jin Hyuk would be the Taegyung group taking away all of her human rights because of that weird contract. And none of that has happened. So uh, what does it matter if people say, oh, your boyfriend's really hot and that's why you're dating because you're both attractive. Because you're so good looking. You're both very, very gorgeous people. It's like, right. well... Just a little bit. Also how it works for normies. So. <laughs> beautiful people date beautiful people. That is just how it just is. How it happens. It's fine. We're allowed. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also, kind of something that started in episode 9 and then just worked its way through this entire, like, these entire four episodes was meeting the parents, but never in a normal way. Never in, like, the expected, like, oh, yes, this is my mom way. Uh-huh. Always in a, oh, we happen to be standing in the same elevator, or we, I'm walking past while you're having a meeting with someone and you recognize me. It's just weird. It's very strange. It's all very weird. Yeah. And it just kept happening. <laughs> like, they know. Yeah. I guess, yeah, was, uh, there's a lot of different reactions from 
both of their sets of parents that I felt like they really dragged out. They really wanted to drag out how the parents were going to feel. Mm-hmm. And they did. I think we got like three separate scenes with Assemblyman Cha talking. Uh, I think there were two when he was talking to his daughter and then one when he finally meets Kim Jin Hyuk. Yeah, like, he seems fine with it. We don't need to <laughs> keep having scenes of him being fine with all of this. This is pretty normal, I feel, but I guess... There's a lot of scenes with her mom yeah. freaking out. Yeah. And then there's weird, awkward passerby scenes between his parents and the CEO being like, we know that you're dating our son. And she's like, do they know? I don't know. I'll send him some wine. Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> what? I... Why didn't you say hi instead of sending wine? Also, I know his parents are worried and they're trying to get that across, but I actually was a little bit distressed at how disappointed they seem to be in their son dating. And I get it, he's their golden egg, he's their good egg, he's the one they need and expect to take care of them and they love him so much. And that's a little bit sad to talk about because I do, I'm starting to feel a little bit bad for the younger brother. But (laughs) I get that he's their good egg that they want to protect. I get it. But also, he's a grown-ass man, and it's not helping to be vaguely disapproving of the fact that he's dating someone that he loves a lot. Yeah, it's just a weird, maybe it's a Korean thing. I don't want to judge, but I don't understand why their uh, difference in status is so disappointing. Which is to say, I'm glad they're not, like, the sometimes um, caricatured more uh, lower middle class parents who are like oh you're dating someone rich thank goodness take their money what a winner we have such a a good son he he's gonna bring us into riches it's like yeah we don't need that from them either that's gross but maybe just them being like hey i'm really happy for you that you're in love that's super great this whole drama has been them being so supportive and just normal about everything so why is it now that he's in a relationship they're like we don't want to know and we'll pretend we don't know and if you tell us about it we'll be weird and we'll probably have a talking to with your girlfriend and be like, oh, are you going to hurt him? Also, his dad gave the if you break his heart, <laughs> the if if you break his heart lecture. And that's that's weird. Yeah. That's weird to do, period. But it's also I don't know, like it's weird to do to like a 30 something year old. About yeah, your 30, that's what I was thinking. About your 30 year old son. He, She's. Fairly significantly older than him, like maybe five or seven years older. And you can Google her whole life. Pretty sure she's been through trial by fire. So don't come in here with your with your darn judgmental, you better not be messing with him, sir. But then, I don't know, it's also weird and vague where he's like, I'm happy for you, but I'm also worried about you. But like, also, it's my son's life and he's happy. But also, I can't help but worry about this relationship. And you're like, dude. How do you feel, though? <laughs> how do you feel, though? Uh, pick one. It's a lot of feelings for the most stoic character in the show. Mm-hmm. To be having as a conver- as a like first introductory conversation with his son's girlfriend is so strong. Something else that has nothing to do with any of this. I wanted so much from Hyein and Cha Soo Hyun's relationship, and I think we're not going to get any of it. 
because we're so far into the drama and the only interaction they've had is Hyein saying, I'm just worried about this relationship. Why? Okay, why can't CEO Jung be supportive of Cha separate from being in love with her? And why can't Hyein be supportive of her best friend while being separated from loving him? Why why can't we have platonic male-female friendships is all I'm asking. Please, please. I need it so much. So much. And it's also just hard because it feels like literally no one is approving of anyone's actions except manager Nam. The only person. <laughs> manager Nam. The only person who's like, I'm not emotionally invested in the way that you guys are. Because he is. He loves them both. I was going to say not at all, but he's definitely emotionally invested in them. But, but I don't understand why he can't be cool. Yeah. Or, God, I just, I want her to still be, uh, I, I still want her to be his best friend, but also it would be kind of dope if she ended up being CEO Cha's best friend, too. <gasps> I just realized why I want that so much. <laughs> it's me and Raquel, okay? <laughs> Raquel was best friends with Jason for their whole lives, so... To pretend that you would just for not even your young life, like they were friends through like middle school, high school, college, adult life. That's the time when you say, hey, I've had feelings for you. Yeah. I mean, that's when you figure it out and say this is worth saying or losing you over because I don't think I'll lose you because we're adults and we can work past it if we can't be together romantically. We've made it this far, so let's just, like, sit down and have an adult conversation about feelings and then just get out on the other side of it and not have to keep worrying about it. But to pretend she's 33 years old or, you know, older than him by a couple years and she's just been holding this in since middle school and now she's like, I can't be friends with anyone you're dating because... I still have these feelings for you is so immature and sad. It just lowers her when she could have been such a cool, normal character. Yeah, I honestly had hopes that uh, there would never be long. I mean, this was long before they decided that she did have feelings for him and that that was going to be a plot. But um, I kind of was hoping she just would not be involved with anyone or if anyone, one of the other like secondary or tertiary male characters that were bumming around. Like, I don't know, his younger brother Mm -hmm. or before the relationship that they're putting between Secretary Zhang and uh, Dae Chong? Chong? Yeah. Um, like, I thought maybe that was going to be a thing. I don't know. I just... Yeah. I didn't need a love triangle, so... I don't need two love triangles. That's for darn sure. Yep. Not everybody has to be in love with everybody. Chill out. Yeah. I mean, they're all so beautiful, I almost get it, but... <laughs> but look at Jin Young. He's just running around, not being in love with everybody. Yeah. Helping people out. He's mixing and matching. What a good boy. Matchmaking, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> He's mixing and matching. He's mixing and matching. He's the hero we need. He's the other good egg that no one ever acknowledges. That's fine. It's totally fine to have characters that don't really add to much. Which is to say, I thought he was going to add to much. There was one scene after the New Year's party where Secretary Zhang reveals that Kim Jin-hyuk was actually exiled to Sukjo, mm-hmm. and he wasn't just regular transferred. And Jin-myung 
kind of freaks out and runs outside and tries to call Kim jin Hyuk and can't reach him. He seems to be dying. And then the next time you see him, he's talking to Kim jin Hyuk and he's like, what's up, man? I tried to call you. <laughs> there was no finale to his panic in that earlier scene and I really didn't understand it. Yeah, they could have done something with that. They could have incorporated that into the drama, given him his own feelings on the situation. But yeah, I mean, I guess we needed that this chill bro, this chill bro yeah. to come in, take us it's into nice his to have him. take us into his uh, tight, tight, tight hug and just hold us <laughs> through this. <laughs> That's a good hug. Super tight. Give me that hug. Give me that hug. Super tight. <laughs> Yo, dude, my dude, my dude, don't you worry. <laughs> I'm not. I don't worry about anything. Except one time, I did get worried, but I forgot about it, so don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, but why? Why does he? She started off as such a cool character. Them being like, she works at this dope company. She's got a great position. I don't know. She's super smart and capable. She dresses really well. Oh my god, she dresses so well. I want to dress like Heyin to my job. I uh-huh. do not even get close. I wore a baseball cap to work the other day. So, <laughs> you know. So we're getting there. Yeah. I just want my bangs to be as perfect as Heyin. Oh my god. But I can't tell what would happen if I tried to cut him like that. I worry. It's intimidating. I feel inspired and personally called out by her bangs at the same time. (laughs) I'm threatened (laughs) by the perfection that is her bangs. But also, like, maybe one day all of us (laughs) could have good bangs. Maybe one day if I have perfect skin and a perfectly symmetrical face. It's like a little fairy face. A little fairy face and uh, if I could just have like any amount of fashion sense and like maybe like wash my hair every day instead of like every three days. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyways, we will never have Hayden's <laughs> beautiful bangs. Apparently that's not for us, which is fine. It's fine. She can rock them. I'm not hurt. I'm not mad. Just disappointed. (laughs) Oh. (gasps) I found Bus Stop Girl. Oh, who's Bus Stop Girl? She is the lady who... (gasps) Do you know who she is? (laughs) You figured it out. She's a lady. I think so. I think so. I think so. But you said... She kind of walks in on them making out. Oh, that's not who I was thinking, but that's an even (gasps) better Bus Stop Girl. Okay. Okay, who are you thinking? And I'll finish mine. My nomination is the journalist that takes their picture, or takes uh, his picture. She's good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, acknowledges that he's a very good cinnamon roll who's very professional and great at his job in a high-end Ooh, magazine. I'll consider it. But She's that, on the list. Yeah, that's it, a good nominee. It, it might... She has so much of a role, it might disqualify her from Bus Stop Girl, but... But almost not. She doesn't have a name. She doesn't really have a role. Yeah, she doesn't speak more than a few lines. Yeah, but there's such a butterfly effect to her actions that seems to affect the next few episodes. That might be too big. I mean, Grandpa Sam had the freaking magazine that he was in in Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty big impact. But, okay, yeah, the lady that I was thinking is the lady that walks in on them making out, and she doesn't see them because they quickly scatter. But she (laughs) knows they were making out, 
And all she says is, it's such a nice time. They're having the time of their lives. <laughs> I did not expect that. I love it. At all. Oh, thank you, little lady. I hope You're you so en- proud of these young people. I hope she is enjoying her lunch in that very weird, dark hallway. <laughs> Such a weird spot to hang out, but good for you. Just approving of this relationship that everybody in the world seems to care about. So sweet. I have so sweet. one last thing I want to bring to the table, and then if you had anything else you wanted to say, but uh, my last thing is just how weird it is to give someone a plant and then tell them to stroke it and think of stroking your hair. Weird. Weird. Um, just tell them to stroke it and it smells good. Yeah. That's all you need to say. That would be normal. And then just, you don't have to be like, and then think about me affectionately while you do it. You That doesn't have to happen. They probably will <laughs> think about you affectionately just for the gift. Like, that is fine. Because you got them a gift, and that's the gift you got them, they'll probably think of you when they see it. Yep. Don't need to tell them. Put a picture of my face on it, and then stroke <laughs> it. Make a little, uh, fill a, a glove with sand, tape it <laughs> to the side of the plant, <laughs> and hold it and pretend you're holding my hand and stroking my hair. You, <laughs> <laughs> Kim Zinyak, chill out. Have you ever been in a relationship? Clearly not. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> happening um i do want to say uh it hasn't really come to fruition yet but papa cha assemblyman cha Mm. the good good papa cha has really stepped up in these last four episodes yeah yeah took him a couple years took him a couple 30s some odd years to like want to be a better dad than a politician but i can't blame him he seems to he seemed to do fine as a politician and it seemed like it wasn't that negatively affecting his family i guess it seemed like he didn't know we also met this really cool uncle who says that he assured papa cha that chao su hyun would be taken care of in taegyung group that she would be under his wing and they were good people and so we know that papa cha had some insurance or assurance and this good, good uncle has felt guilty ever since. He had to quit his job and start working at Taegyung Group so he could protect her from the inside. What a good Those person. Good people. Yeah, what a good person. Dang. Uh, so yeah, but now Papa Cha is uh, maybe not going to run for president. Because he's stabbing his wife in the back. Love it, here for it. I would give <laughs> up anything as well. I would give up the presidency if it hurt her, so... <laughs> oh, no. I do not care for that lady. No, not at all. She's the worst. But I love marriage. I just want them to work it out. I would but like privately. It. Yeah. That would be fine if she changed her personality entirely, but... Yeah, so hopefully if he gets out of that world, maybe she can chill out a little bit. Yeah. You can go to Cuba. They can go to Cuba and live their best life. Okay. Havana, Unana. That's my advice. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it for me. There's so much to talk about, and I don't really care. Because <laughs> I love it, but I'm not too attached. Yeah. I want to know if anybody else is having these issues. Yeah. Tell us uh, tell us what you feel. You can tell us what you feel in an email sent to playonkpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we can talk about this. We can talk about celebrity gossip. What if we made this a Korean celebrity gossip 
uh, podcast instead of a K-drama review podcast where I give up all of my ideals from my whole life of not following celebrities or caring about what they're doing <laughs> and uh, do it and follow them and then we talk about that. Guys. I think people would listen except that we always post uh, a month after we record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You're not wrong there. You're not <laughs> wrong there. Do you want to hear very old celebrity news? Come to play MK. Come on over. Where the Song Song couple just filed for divorce. But also it was a few months ago by the time you're hearing this. So, wow. Celebrity news. Yep. We're um, bad at it. We're bad at it. If you're sad too, email us. Email us. If you want to talk about this episode specifically or check out any of our past episodes, they are all archived on playonk.com. And there you can also sign up for our newsletter to be alerted whenever we start a new series. Yeah. We also have an iTunes profile. Our podcast is on iTunes. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us there. Please, for the five stars, thank you. Thank you much. (laughs) We are also on Twitter, where you can tweet at us a short message about how much you love our podcast, or how crazy this show is, or whatever you want. We'd love to hear from you. We are at PlayOnK. And uh, thank you, James Heppel, for the beautiful things that we love, and we love you. Yeah, we love it. We love you. Yeah. Give us a hey, and we'll catch you next week for the finale of Encounter. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.